she come in with her knuckles bleeding. Cause she don't take no dirty double dealing. She don't take no shit off of pimps or dogs with limps or drunks when they cross the line. Hell yeah, I saw you leaving. And I hope to God you keep on speaking. Maybe you can outrun them demons. You just put on the gas. I don't know where the money all went. And I don't know if I'm a hypocrite. But I can't see if the candle ain't lit. The power's gone and the axle's bent. On the truck I run into the telephone pole. Because of corn, whiskey, and rock and roll. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and uh, this is an untapped in vinyl. So you know who's with me. You know who's sitting here. I had to take a sip, and now I'm done. I'm good. Hey, hi. How are Monk, you, man? How goes it? It goes, man. It goes. Just uh, living the dream, as they say. As best really, as you can, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, I'm back at work, so I'm, I'm happy to be, be back at work. I've been back at work for three weeks now and feeling pretty good about things. Um, had a COVID setback, damn it. Two and a half you just can't years. Catch a break, can you? Two and a half years of, of avoiding it. And I catch it sometimes. Is that your first spell? Yep. Yep. Fairly yep. mild. So, yeah, yeah. I was for about four days I was like pretty weak and wimpy. And then fifth day I was good, you know? It was I don't know, maybe around that Delta or Omicron variant where I thought I had a spell of it. I never did get tested, so I don't know. Yeah. But I, you know, sat at home for the quarantine days. But yeah, I still not sure if I've had it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, all of us have had some form of sickness, so we can probably say, yeah, it was probably some probably form had a of touch COVID. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Here or there. Yeah, yeah. My my wife, uh, she dealt with a pretty nasty cough. Yeah, uh, for a good long while, but I mean, other than that, because she had it right after I did, 
Um, it's kind of like we, I guess we caught it at the same time, but she was about two days um, after me before she finally tested positive. So, mm-hmm. Well, dude, uh, what are we drinking here? We are drinking a new beer from Yazoo uh, Brewing Company out of Nashville called Kala. Uh, I guess that's how, that's how it was pronounced, maybe Kala. Um, reminds me of Makala in mm-hmm. between uh, Tuscaloosa and Birmingham, but it's a very good IPA. Um, it says here on the back, it says hints of tangerine, creamy mint, and grapefruit, and you definitely get that kind of mint flavor. I think that's what's making it stand out yeah. and making it pretty phenomenal on my tongue. So it, it is an IPA, and that's one thing. I think the creamy mint is separating itself from any other IPA I've yeah, ever had. Yeah, yeah. It's got... Uh, a certain twang to it. It's got a crispness and a clean cleanliness to it. It tastes real clean. Like it doesn't, I don't have an aftertaste in my mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's perfect. So, yeah. uh, I'm I mean, a, I will. I'll obviously have No, I mean, it's not like breath, drinking you know? a hazy to where it just kind of sits on you, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. immediately after it hits you and it's went down the hatch, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's good, solid. I on a scale of five, I'd give it a four. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go three point five. I might I'm change though after I get a couple. Of <laughs> there you go. Well, I don't know. It's we got a variety tonight, so it might be a bunch. Well, brother, it's uh, it's been a while. I don't remember the. Uh, I guess the last time was before, maybe a month, two months. Yeah, it's been a it's been about a month and a half at least. So, if not more. Uh, I've been all over. You've been to f- all over. You went to Arizona. I went to Arizona for a little bit. I don't know why. I mean, nothing against you loving the place, whoever you are. But I don't see why people... Um, I was in the Phoenix Mesa area. Um, I mainly stayed in Mesa, which is just basically a suburb of uh, Phoenix. Um, but nothing about it is beautiful. Have you ever been there before? No, I've never been out it's west. Just all, it's all desert and sand and all the buildings are colored like sand <laughs> it's the craziest thing <laughs> it's like where's the color in this place i don't you know, understand it chick i used to hang out with back in college and she used to go out to arizona and like the utah area back when she was a kid and i was like if you could be anywhere in the world right now where would you be and she, i'd be in arizona and i was like really yeah of all places because i mean we were we're in mobile like it's yeah. a fairly beautiful place you know it's a sure. 45-minute drive to Gulf Shores. I mean, beautiful beach. I was like, you could be anywhere in the world right now, and you'd be in Arizona, in a desert. Yeah, I finally understand, because I'd been to Los Angeles for two days. Oh, ain't nothing like California. But Los Angeles is humid. I don't care what people say. Um, But now I understand dry heat after going to Mesa, because... Like, when you're standing directly in the sun, 105 degrees is damn hot. But you're not sweating, right? Yeah, you're sweating. Because, like, I know when I was in, like, Guatemala and some of those places, like, close to the... It might be just because it was close to the equator, so it's closer to the sun. Sure. Is like, you don't realize that you're sweating and dehydrating because, like, as soon as that sweat hits the skin, it evaporates. Oh, well, see, it's not... Me, I mean, I guess there are some temperatures there... Because, like, I guess right before the monsoon started in, in Arizona, it was like 115 for highs. And I'm sure that's the case where that. But while we were there, it was like 105 right as we were leaving the last two days. And, like, if you're standing directly in the sun, you feel hot. And, like, I better get out of the sun or I'm going to burn. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the shade, 
you're fine. And like you and I, we're always wearing black or gray shirts. <laughs> yeah. Asking I, for it out I here. I did the whole time I was oh, in I know you did. <laughs> Probably sporting the sunstroke jacket. No, no, I did not wear the hoodie <laughs> while I was there. Um, I had it with me, but I did not wear my hoodie. Yeah, man. So uh, just for those listening or wondering, is like, so how's recovery going? Um, it's going well. Um, still in a wheelchair. Um, as we say this on the last day of June 20 and 22, um, I'm going to be out of this wheelchair by the, uh, the end of uh, July, 1st of August. Perfect. I'm done with it. Um, I've been walking a lot more. Um, still not unassisted, but, um, but I've been walking a lot more. And I hope to, you know, I'm, I will make a full recovery. Um, all of this will be gone eventually. Mm-hmm. I just got to wait for it to, to settle. Right on. So. Let's move on to what we do best. Right on. We'll talk talk about about some music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About drinking some beers. Yeah. So uh, I pulled up a track for you. Yes. Cornelius Chapel, our very own Will Stewart. Yes. I I love the track. Nothing's right. I love the track. Nothing's right. Um, I like the line that you called out. Oh, yeah. What was, what was it? It's a box of wine. Tastes like shit. But it'll get it. <laughs> it'll have to do. <laughs> it'll, it'll have to do. I don't know, man. Like, I've always been partial to box wine. I've, I've always loved it. I remember my grandmother. This is like my impression. It was Frenzia, the brand from Walmart. Yeah, and it was yeah. always the red wine. Uh-huh. And like, you know, she'd drink it every night before bed. And like, I don't know. I just wanted to try it one night. So I got me a little glass. And I took a sip. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Mercy, which Are I'm not, not a, a wine drinker. I'm not a red wine guy for sure. Gotcha. And then on top of it just being box wine, like I, I don't know. My, there might be some better box wines out there. Yeah, yeah. The box wines that I've had, I've enjoyed. But I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll drink anything. But yeah, I'm not the biggest wine guy. Like, because yeah. a, a wine drunk and a wine hangover is absolutely worst. Yeah, but like with with wine, I tend to coast. Mind my manners. You know, I can I can just sip wine and be fine with two glasses. Okay. Yeah. It's not like liquor. Like I sit down with some vodka, I'm gonna drink it till I got me a good old buzz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't yeah. know if I, I I guess I got carried away just one time with wine, and that, I was like, I'll never do this again. Well, what kind of wine was it? Uh, it was just some cheap. What was that? barefoot brand or whatever oh and it was just because that's all there was gotcha yeah and we were we were on the beach and you know yeah years ago years ago. so back when i was growing up um there was a song on appetite for destruction the guys that wrote his record called night train well night train used to be a real drink i don't know if they still sell it anymore it used to be a bottle of wine had a train on it and it come in a green bottle it was red wine I drank an entire bottle of that one night, and that stuff made me so sick. It was I was a, still a teenager. Would it be like the sweetness of it, you think? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. And just the, the fact that I was a teenager drinking a whole bottle of wine. Yeah. Because we got two bottles, because it's only like two or three bucks a piece. Um, and me and my friend drank it, and he never got sick, but I Dude, did. Dude, like, my dad will tell stories about a friend of his that he went to high school with their way of drinking back in high school was they would take a fifth of jack daniels and uh throw the cap out the window Uh and just pass it back and forth and i was like buddy how long did it take you to get that kind of tolerance (laughs) (laughs) right yeah 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 no i don't i don't drink like that anymore um especially not since my stroke i can only have like 
Well, I mean, it, even four as four beers a, maximum. Even as an adult, you know, it's like I don't want to go that hard. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you you're, know, that, you're that's right, definitely you're right, yes. that's definitely some teenage stuff. Because right? I remember being a teenager, um, living with my cousin down in New Orleans. Because the hangover is non-existent, you know. Yeah, but but being you know seventeen, eighteen years old, living with my cousin in New Orleans, um, he used to have a friend, <laughs> and I forget the exact story. Um, his roommate used to bring, he worked at the shipyards or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he used to bring home the ethanol that they'd used to clean the remaining oil out of the ships. He'd I'll steal. And we'd drink, you take two shots of ethanol, pure ethanol, and mm-hmm. drop it into a big gulp cup. You know what a big gulp cup mm-hmm. is? Um, of Hawaiian punch. Reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> you remember you that be, when he's walking out the No, I don't. I, oh, I, I saw it maybe like one time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love uh, Jim Carrey when he's that goofy. Oh, gosh. I like him more serious. <laughs> like in the number 23 or what are you talking about? What, I don't know what the number 23 is. That's what like a serious film. It was like no. a horror film. Oh, like the, um, like, uh, uh, oh, what's the movie where he's the Truman Show? Oh, that was a great oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. Or like, what about when he had the lisp and the cable guy? Yeah, that was well, kind of psychotic. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah, but we used to drink that ethanol. You take two shot glasses of that and put it in a big gulp cup of Hawaiian punch. Be drunk as a Cuda Brown. Two shot glasses. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was straight crazy. ethanol. Yeah, it's got that got that eighty five octane up in here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, I guess you know, I, but I have no desire to do that anymore. I mean, I'm a grown ass man now. So all right, we got priorities here. Yeah, got to yeah. wake up the next day. I'm not afraid to
just before we get around to the local scene, uh, I want to give a shout out to Indies Only. Thank you for continuing to send the list, even though sometimes I don't sure reply. Sure enough, sure enough. Yeah. But uh, bangers here lately, and I don't know. Just in the indie music scene, maybe we should pull the list up. Uh, but uh, it just seems like this has been a really good year for music, and I want to say because we're post COVID. Yeah, and I think people I, are getting their stuff out. I think that has that time period has passed. Um, I think that everybody kind of let loose. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's still it's still post COVID. You have a lot of those bands that held on and didn't tour and just like recorded music. Yeah, even past because I think there was a, a spell maybe end of last year where a lot of good music came out, mm-hmm. and it's happening right now as well. I mean, there are some... Do you find it kind of strange, just as long as you've been in the industry, and especially with just more of an indie scene, uh, in my opinion, as long as I've been paying attention, it seems that quarter one, and well, I guess quarter two for summer, is the where most of your music, great music, will come, like quarter three, especially quarter four, when you start walking in the winter, everything kind of slows down. Yes, definitely, I've noticed that. I don't know, like, as far as the record companies or record industry is concerned, I don't know, like, what their um, financial philosophy is of why they release certain songs at certain times. I know the summer is one of the biggest selling months as far as music because people consume music in a different way in the summertime as they do in the wintertime. Like, I always say, music sounds better in the wintertime or in the fall when I can roll down my car windows and crank up just any random thing on the radio, it sounds better just because it's cooler outside and I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? Well, I say that about the same thing about summertime, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think about, like, all right, road trip, got, you know, whomever with me, windows are down, yeah. radio's all the way up, and we're blasting. Like, But in the summertime, it's more of a, it's more fast-paced, it's more, it's more fun, and then when it comes to fall, winter, even if the windows are rolled down, it's more of a slow pace, more like maybe with what, like Will Stewart, or maybe we're taking our time with a yeah. singer-songwriter instead yeah. of like a a rock and roll band. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it always happened, too, when I was working in radio, we would start to get those slow releases come fall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, man, the radio's going to be full of just slow, sappy <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. And then summertime, everything would be... Of course, at that point, I worked in country radio, and so everything was beaches and spring break and summer this and oh, summer yeah, that yeah. and water and, you know, all the cliches, the cut-off daisy shorts and, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, nothing against everybody that, that I, I talked to and experienced and, and all of the musicians from Brad Paisley to Darius Rucker to Miranda Lambert, great people. And everybody with 95.3 The Bear, phenomenal people. But I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, 101.7 is much more my speed. Right on. So just right now with uh, Indies Only, just for those listening, and I mean we plug it every time, but just go ahead and plug it. We'll plug it again at the end. Is even if they're not from the Tuscaloosa area, there is an Indies Only uh, Alt 101.7 app that they can download. Yes. Green, black, and white. Just go to the, the alt1017.com, and you can click Listen Live at the top, or you can go to your app store, um, your Google Play Store, and download um, Alt1017. Just and, download the app. Man. And I would highly encourage like following you on Instagram, because I love the posts that you do. It's like a, a pick four, or you might even have 12 of just the album art, letting you know it's like yeah. power hour. Here's hour one. Here's my four 
that I'm most yeah. excited about. Yeah, and that's that's at Monk on the Radio. Um, I've started because I lost because Instagram is utterly stupid. I lost the Indies only um, Instagram feed. So I've had to start pulling everything over to my feed, which is fine. That's the less I got to deal with. But I've been putting up the playlist as I send them to you yeah. um, of the, the graphics and stuff. Um, we had a big to-do this past week for hour one. Um, the first segment got played. The second, third segments did not. So oh. it kind of got started late. Um, that won't happen anymore. So... Uh, but yeah, follow me on Instagram at Monk on the Radio. Right on. And so you recently, let's talk a little bit about shows that we've recently caught. Uh, there was this great show at Druid City Brewing. I definitely had my own eye on it, uh, but I, I saw that. But you did Wanda, Wanda Band. The Wanda Band. Uh, who? They were also there with some friends of ours, though, right? Um, no. I th- they it were was, by themselves. It was, it was nothing. No, they were there. They opened up for. Another band from the um, Huntsville area, where they're from. Um, I, I didn't stick around for the other band. Um, as I was saying earlier, I've got like a four beer maximum because I have to transfer from my wheelchair to life, you know. Um, so when I went to Druid City, it's like mm, two, three, you mm-hmm. know, because Druid City's going to. Is that your first time back? Um, that's my second time back. Did you go catch the Blip show? Yeah, well, I went to the blips, but I think the blips showed. I did not catch the second blip. I was in Phoenix at that point. Um, but, but yeah, the Wanda Band was phenomenal. You got to find a way. I don't know how to get in touch with them. Um, I know I follow them on Instagram. I know Instagram. somebody that might. Yeah. So reach out Bo to them because they are freaking good. If you ever get a chance, they were chosen, the way I understand it, by Jason Isbell, who um, does the scheduling and everything for the uh, Shoals Fest. They were handpicked by him to play the show. That says quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. They were really, really good. Um, As as far as shows are concerned, I mean, that's all I've done is Jury City shows. Um, I saw Taylor Hollingsworth and went back and saw him. Um, He played inside one night because it was raining outside. Um, I hate hate I didn't make that. Yeah. And then uh, coming up in September, it was just announced today. I mean, a lot of our friends from the show, like Katie Mulfield, she recently played there. Yeah. Uh, some a lot of uh, Will Stewart recently Will Stewart. played there. Uh, a lot of people that are friends of the show who have been on the show have been playing at Druid City, and I'm uh, really thankful for that scene that Bo has. I can't wait for the new building. And uh, shout out to Druid City Brewing in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If you've never been, uh, best beer in Alabama. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> so. I, best best. Beer, yes. And also, I'd say, like, best culture, because it's a bunch of scallions like you and I. And it's it's not really clicky. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of breweries, and, and I spent many a, an hour in a lot of them across Alabama, um, and there always seems to be clicks in breweries. Um, but Druid City, I mean, they might You have, can walk in there by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be fine and greeted, and everybody will be happy and, and friendly towards you. Yeah. Yeah, and be fine. you know I, I haven't been, which I mean, I just I just haven't been able to go right now, just as far as just finances with gas situation. But oh, yeah, I've been great. I've been wanting to go to the open mics that they host because uh, Jug Johnson uh, he has told me um, he's like you, you you never really know what you're gonna have. You might have someone do you know spoken word poetry. 
you may have somebody rapping. There may be someone along the lines of Jug who is like just uh, playing like real classical Alabama music from like the 1930s up to someone like uh, our friend Jameson with uh, uh, Squat. squat. (laughs) So, I mean, the genres is just... It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, is Jameson still hosting? Uh, far as I know, yeah. I can't call it. Yeah, he's a great musician. Yeah, yes, he is. I'm a huge fan of Jameson. Uh, eventually, going to have him on the show. Uh, we've on again, off again, but just just back to that culture and everything that Bo Hicks does, and I believe that's uh, the embodiment of Bo and Elliot and uh, Tyler and. Seth and all the Kevin, great guys yeah. there. Kevin. Yeah, I think, like I always said, because, you know, living in Columbus, Mississippi. <coughs> Do you me, have a preference on the next one? Yeah, you can give me another call. You want but a um, living in uh, Columbus, Mississippi, I don't get that. When I, when I go out, I don't get this brotherly love um, when I go places. I don't get people like monk and they give me hugs and give me high fives and shaking my hand and loving on me, you know. I don't get that. But I go to Druid City and it's like that constantly. It's like everybody there, oh, what monk, what's up, what's up, you know what I mean? But I spent a lot of time there, probably more time than I've spent in Columbus, Mississippi, especially going out. So I got a chance. I mean, I had a beer named after me, blah, 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 you know, yeah. a radio guy. Um, I guess. One thing I love about Munson Brothers is uh, I walk in there like Kramer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that same thing. Everybody knows. Here comes. Or like Norm yeah. from Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. busting in there. Yeah. Who done it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I go into Munson's and a few people know me, maybe. Or they, you know, at least say, hey, you know, that's it. But I don't get the hugs and stuff that I get at Druid City, you know. That's what I love. <laughs> so props to those guys. Every day. I love them. Right on.
gonna get you, gonna drag you down, gonna son of a bitch you. Will you remember to call out the name when you get drugged down in a long black chain? The chains are gonna get you, gonna drag you down, gonna son of a bitch you. Will you remember to call out the name when you get drugged down in a long black chain? What else, what has been your favorite uh, new find besides the Wonder Band, like as far as music right now? What have you been listening to? All right, so there's a band, they used to be called Moscow Apartment. They changed their name to Housewife, and they've been putting out, they released two songs since they've been called Housewife. Everything, you can go um, to search for them on Spotify or wherever you get your music at, and you'll find all the old songs, the old Moscow Apartment songs, renamed. Um, that's a band that I've really been into. Um, and there's, like you said, there's so much good stuff. The new record from Billy Howardell, um, and that name is familiar to some people because he is one half of a Perfect Circle with Maynard James Keenan. Uh-huh. His new record, pretty phenomenal. It's really, um, I don't know, it's, it's it's like a Perfect Circle. Except not real heavy, more synthy, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, the new Carver Commodore EP is phenomenal. Those guys kicked ass at Sunstroke House live on the porch. The best show she's ever done there. When was that? Um, a month and a half ago, two months ago. Oh, shoot. It was so awesome. I wonder where I was. <laughs> I don't know. I might have been with my band playing somewhere. We've been busy. Maybe y'all have been, man. I've been seeing y'all been on tear- socials. Tearing it up. Uh, and it's crazy. We we were, and I, I think we're going to hold out, we were doing our best to take this entire month of July off. And like just going through like just the band social media today, I was just looking at messages and like we've got... Most every bar that we played at, either earlier this year or last year, and it was like, 
uh, we want you back on the 23rd. We want you back so and so. That's awesome. Like, well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll be coming up with a new quote unquote tour. Uh, we hope to be hitting the same cities that we hit uh, last time. Also, we'll be going up to North and South Carolina, Tennessee. Awesome. Um, just working out some things. Uh, we really want to make it work to where uh, we're thinking kick off Thursday night in Startville or end in Startville. Yeah. But go closest and then furthest and then work our way back. Gotcha. And do it all in a weekend. Yeah, try to stop by Druid City. <laughs> it would be fun. Play up there. And you, you never name dropped the band. Cosmic gravy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you said your old face come alive whenever yeah. you said cosmic gravy. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, love those boys. Uh, it was recent episodes. I don't know if, if you if you've been following or paying attention uh, with it, but uh, I had a friend of mine write, and he was like, "I know you don't do drugs, but." It sounded like the past few episodes you did that you were on cocaine. <laughs> and I, I was in Bentonia for the 50th anniversary yep, yep. Um, blues festival there at the Blue Front Cafe. And I had uh, Terry Harmonica Bean. Yep. Some of you may remember him from his baseball career. Others know him as a bluesman. And uh, I had my friend Nick Wade. He was on for his third time. And then we had uh, Deke Rivers. He's a photographer. And had his girlfriend, who is the queen of Avent, so who works with, um, oh, uh, Cedric Burnside. Uh, what? Works with uh, Trent. I'm blanking on his last name right now, but just just works with a lot of talented yeah. bluesmen. They just played uh, the Hillside Blues Festival this past weekend. Yeah. And um, it, it was such a joy to have uh, those two on. I've been following Dick's photography because he's just – He's real good about catching that moment, right? Yeah. And uh, just to hear her, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, but with the uh, festival, is Gilbert let me use his RV to record out of, and, dude, I'm telling you, I was 90 to stinking nothing. <laughs> I was... Pew! Yeah, well, it didn't have anything to do with It was like, was you... How on life? Was you on cocaine? I was like, I was high on life! <laughs> <laughs> it's high on the blues, man. Yeah, I was like... And, I, you know, we were having a conversation down in Philadelphia, and this is another cool thing that happened. It's like we had a, um, a Porch Fest Mississippi yeah. at the Neshoba County Fairgrounds uh, this past weekend. I would have been at the uh, Hillside Festival if it weren't for this. Uh, my friend Daniel Sharp invited me down to Philadelphia to the Neshoba County Fairgrounds, and uh, the main draw was he invited a, a friend of ours uh, Sarah Lee Langford. Yes. And uh, I was like, if Sarah's going to be there, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. And so I came down Friday night, and all the musicians showed up uh, Saturday. And so we were out at uh, his cabin on the fairgrounds, and we had uh, Daniel Sharp, Bo Adams. He's a singer-songwriter from Florida. Mm-hmm. Very good music. I just latest episode, which won't be the latest episode, uh with him he's got a song called gasoline that he had just written yeah and it is killer cool. uh moon pie curtis uh that'll be the latest episode before this one check him out he is a total goofball from oxford <laughs> but he, he's a lot of fun and sarah lee uh i played and then uh daniel played and we had chad smith from montgomery he brought all his uh 
video and uh, mic equipment and the entire thing is recorded and videoed. So hopefully in the next couple weeks or month, all that footage will be out. So if you awesome. weren't there, yeah. you can you can see yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. At least listen to it. And it was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, t- I called and told Abe that uh, who's coming to the Columbus Art Council yes, on is. August 4th. Yep. Uh, I covered one of his songs from the Psych P's. I covered uh, Jesse James. I've been that's been in my set list for a long yeah. time. And uh, I wrote him after my show was over, and I was like, I just covered set uh, Jesse James, and uh, I think I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. You know, and I, yeah. I, I had been covering it for like on top of Cosmic Gravy. I've been, I'm, and I'm really thankful for this, and I hope it continues. Is I've had a lot of solo shows here lately. Yeah, just all over. And uh, I throw that in the show. Like, that's usually... I don't do a lot of covers. Yeah. But I'll, I'll cover, like, Taylor Hollinsworth or... Uh, what Taylor song do you go uh, The easier ones. You know, I'm not doing West Philly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll do, like, a dummy down version of, like, Tap Dancing Daddy, and it's, I'm not doing near of what, yeah, what he does, yeah. you know. But, uh, but I'll do Jesse James, or I'll cover a Will Stewart song. Like, I'll cover Sipsy. Yeah, uh, j- just to be able to give them a shout out, be like, please, sure. please check them out. And I'm, but I'm not doing them any justice. Yeah, you know, I was like, I can't. These guys are. I'm on the I'm on the shoulder of giants right now. I just want you to know yeah, who they that's are. That's awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this whole month of July, Cosmic Gravy, we're we're practicing originals. We typically play uh, three to four hour sets. Uh, so we've been trying to fill up most of that with originals. So we've been doing a lot of writing. And uh, for those who've been to a show, we will still play those covers that you like. Yeah. Uh, but we're moving more towards our originals and what we want to sound like as well, a band. That's a good thing, man. Too many bands don't have enough originals. I was, and it killed me, like, you know, because uh, Cosmic Gravy, and this is no critique on the band at all, um, and it's it's cause it's just a red hot band like there's a lot of talent in it and so like you don't really get to practice a lot because you're always on the road playing yeah and the, the songs that they do Every cover night you play is practice I mean, yeah but basically it's gotta be good yeah yeah basically yeah. and uh the, you know that was one thing that i was pushing them to do is like guys we need more originals it's like yeah i, I love these you know i like playing grateful dead or these jam band songs as much as the next but i was like why don't we write our own jam songs? Yeah. Or whatever we want to be. I was like, it's about time to define who we are. Yeah. Because, I mean, then you'll... And I don't mind this. And and I'm the bass player, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, maybe because the singer and the lead guitarist is held up and I don't seem as busy. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, this chick walked up to me. It was, like, the last show that we had done. And she was like, can y'all play so-and-so? And I was like, I'm the bassist. <laughs> I don't I don't call the shots. Yeah. Like, what song do you want to hear? And I'll talk it over with them, you know, when after our break. Yeah. And uh lo and behold we were able to. It was actually a song that was in the set, so she had pretty good yeah. taste for us what the band could do. But yeah. Um and I, I like being able to do that, but I was like we we have got to work towards uh just being completely original. Uh, and we're, we're going to aim to do some recording. Philip records and I record, and we both have two different philosophies when it comes to recording. So yeah, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, now's the time to see if you're the 
the full-time bass player or not. Yeah. <laughs> or if one day you'll be yeah. replaced. <laughs> kind of see, kind of feel that one out. But, yeah, I mean, I think, like, you guys play a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. yeah it's not like a college town thing. Because typically, I know in Tuscaloosa, whenever they started shutting down all the bars, um, what was that, uh, around 2007? Uh, That's right. 2008, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, when they started shutting down all the bars on the Strip, everything, every place that had bands would put cover bands in. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's just you want something with the exception of Egan's at that time when when you would have like a handbag B or Taylor Hollinsworth or like you know we could keep naming them, Um, Daikaiju, Alabama Shakes. I mean, yeah, we Mm -hmm. saw a lot of them there. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, the first time I ever saw Taylor Hollingsworth was inside of Egan's. He was playing solo, sitting there by himself. There was maybe two people in front of him, and the whole room was empty. And Taylor's just playing the hell out of it. And I was just like, I remember watching him thinking, this guy is fun because he's like bobbing his head mm-hmm. side to side. And I'm like, he's totally feeling it, man. I hope, I hope this, uh, it was, it was a nod to him. Uh, but <laughs> I hope to get some video footage of this last show that I played down in the Shoba County. Cause like, uh, after the set was over, uh, Courtney, a friend of mine walked up to me and she was like, your hair and your head was all over the place the entire time that you were playing. And I had my friend, uh, Ben Hardy, yeah. he was playing uh, Jimbe for me. Yeah. And uh, like I was doing like a lot of signals. And she was like, you'd pick your leg up and slam it down. I was like, I was signaling a stop. And I was like, he can't see what I'm doing. So like I'm picking yeah. my leg up and throwing it around like, hold up, buddy. Let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she was like, "You wild," and I was like, "Well, I want to be, I want to be entertaining and fun." And I was like, "Yeah." Every time I see Taylor Hollingsworth, it just puts a smile on your face because that head's going. Man, it's 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 good times. I tell you what, man, let's go back to Egan's Um, one show there, and I think we may have talked about this before, but your buddy Ham Bagby, Mm. our buddy Ham Bagby, the Um, Ham Ham Jam Jams. Yes, Ham (laughs) Ham. He he got a he got a little hit. The father came out at him one night. Me and my friend Josh Iyer. We're, we were watching uh, Lee Baines III, the third Glory Fires at Egan's, and we we're right up front. And Lee kept walking up to us and putting his back against us and playing his guitar. And he pushes back, so we'd go back. There was females behind us that wanted to just push um, Josh and I back up to the front. Yeah. So every time they would do this. It would almost be like we were trying to start a, a, a mosh, mosh pit, you yeah. know? We were not. We were just swaying with the music, and every time that Lee would come out into the crowd, we'd move with him, you know? Boy, we got in trouble by Ham after that was over with. <laughs> Ham was like, you're not supposed to be starting, um, what did he say? You're not supposed to be starting mosh pits inside of Vegans. It's too small. I'm like, man, I, I didn't, I wouldn't try. I don't it care. It wasn't <laughs> So, I was wrapped up in the madness. And I don't know that I've You push actually, me, I'm going to push back. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Ham a few times, but I didn't bring it up. Because it was just, it was purely for fun. I mean, he yeah. didn't mean anything by it, but it was so, we got in trouble by Daddy, you know? It was oh, crazy. yeah. You want We've to seen a, some great shows there, man. I've now, seen three good shows there before it was, I guess it's dead now, but um, yeah, I don't know what now. it is. But um, Yeah, man, um, I never got a chance to see... The Shakes were in town one night, and 
they got talked into playing a set at Egan's. I did not get to see that. Um, but I saw Daikaiju there. Which, I mean, the shakes ain't even a thing no more. It's just Brittany Howard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. If something happened, second record, they get a keyboard player, or organ player. Third record, they got horns. It's like, eh. You know, I don't know what happens with certain bands. When, when they get some fame behind them, there's sound changes. Because you listen to that first Alabama Shakes record, and then the second and third one. Second and third one don't sound anything like the first. You listen to the first St. Paul and the Broken Bones record, then listen to the second one. Don't sound anything like, you know. I mean, it's it's good. I, maybe maybe I come from the ACDC philosophy of music where every record needs to sound like ACDC. Well, I mean, I, I believe in uh, a progression of a band. Uh, but also, I do too, but to but a also, extent. Like, I, I see what you're saying. And, I mean, that's one thing that we've been talking about with Cosmic Gravy, just to bring this back up, is like the next thing on our prerogative is like we want to get a keyboard player. And I was like, I actually have a couple friends that could play horns for us. And, you know, like not for a few live shows, like when we go play the beach, I think it would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and it would be a tip of the hat to maybe some bands that we could play with, like Red and the Revelers or... Uh, grits and green or whatever of uh, yeah. and just to be able to be that big nine-piece band but for the most part it's like we just want a keyboard player yeah uh, it just there's a lot of freedom with it I, I i can't speak for uh alabama shakes but uh our front man he went from playing acoustic guitar to an electric and i can't tell you what a difference that made for me as far as playing bass it freed me up to where i could do some more uh, exploration on the bass and where I wasn't necessarily just having to play root notes to where yeah. I could have a little fun. You could jam a little bit. Yeah. 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 And feel it. And, and if you involve a keyboard player and if they're really good with their bass hand, yeah. well, I could really get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. So, yeah. I mean, but I, I totally understand like the finest example that I have. And then I'll give you an example of like an ACDC modern day is um, their uh, Incubus is probably the finest band of an example of far as a band constantly progressing. Yeah. No Incubus. But still no sounding in- the same. Well, not... With not the, the new stuff. The, no, the new stuff is atrocious. Yes. It's now, granted, like, I love Brennan Boyd, Mikey and Zinger, and all the guys, but, like, they lost me. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. can't go there with you. But, like, Fungus Among Us, Science... Uh, morning view morning view is light good. grenades crow left for the murder yeah of uh, the album that drive was on i can't i can see the cover but i can't remember the name yeah. of it but anyway like all that stuff was great but it was it was constantly different but the, it felt like the progression was in the right direction sure and then like maybe it's what you're talking about with the shakes to where it's like you lost me well now an example of a band who has going on 10 records out now rise against they have been synonymous with the way that they sound. Yeah, I mean, it sounds consistent every time. There's change. I mean, Incubus, I think, is a good example of that as well. Until you get to the stuff that they released like a year ago, two years ago, that pop crap, that sounded horrible. That was totally not Incubus. But they have consistently, it's been their sound just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, They didn't do the Metallica, okay, we're going to smoke it out with the best bass playing the fastest guitar, the fastest double bass drum, and then all of a sudden, boom, here's the Black Album. I mean, I got to say, like, Mike Ian Zinger of Incubus, like, if it wasn't for him, like, 
I wouldn't know half the chords and like the jazz positions that I know because yeah. I was covering Incubus songs and trying to figure out what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and it's huge inspiration as far as guitar work. Uh, just uh, another good example, and this is a weird one, but, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they've been around forever. Yeah. Now, I like them a whole lot better when they have John Frusciante. Oh, like with this latest With this latest yes, record. Yes, This is The latest record is really good. Now, with that Rain Dance Molly and that crap without, and it's not crap, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. without Frusciante, I don't care. Like, I, These, I, I like Flea, you know, and I like, I like Kiedis. But it's like it's not the same if you don't have Frusciante, and that's kind of a rare thing because, like, I think about Sublime, Sublime with Rome, not my jam. Why? Because same thing with uh, Stone Temple Pilots. If you don't have, uh, I don't like that new song Meadows or what they've been doing. Who <laughs> the Stone Temple Pilots since they no. lost uh, Scott Wademan? But but did you but you, did you listen to the the EP that they recorded with Chester Bennington? That was fine, but I mean, we don't phenomenal. have Chester no more, though. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I was just saying, but that yes, yeah. I mean, you can you can do too much. I think once your lead vocalist is gone, you need to shut it down. Well, I think it's almost to a point towards or, or do a sublime with Rome thing, where you blatantly say this is the band, but with, with newly, someone yeah, else. with somebody else. I don't even like that. Like. <sighs> I mean, it's like I, th- I think these- I think it's time to pick up the pieces. Like you know, just to go back to Scott Mannard, like whether it's Tool or Perfect Circle or whatever project he is, is like whomever you're working with, let it be something different. Or to take it more personal, let's think about like some of our boys, like Will Stewart, for instance. Okay, you got Timber with him and Janet Simpson. Yes, you is- have Slack Times where him, Chris McCauley, and I don't, I, I'm not familiar with the other guy, mm-hmm. uh, the Blips. Uh, there's a lot of pro- there's a lot of different projects. Yeah, and none of them are synonymous. None of them sound the same. Okay, yeah. and also like he's not fronting all of them either. But you know that's besides sure. the point. But that that's a really good example of like it's okay to like be in different projects and God like losing losing a band member, especially a frontman. I know that's hard, especially like Stone Temple Pilots or like a Sublime Blind Melon. Blind Melon. Yeah. But they quit after. Yeah, no, but they're still going. Blind Melon is? Yes. For man, real. They, they've been going for years. Yes, they found this kid that was like, uh, he was did they a, Did they go for the, he sounds like the front man kind of deal? He sounds exactly like, I got a chance see, to see. Allison Chains done that too. Yeah. Well, Allison Chains, what you realize about Allison Chains. It was actually Jerry Cantrell. Actually, Jerry Cantrell. He's the one that lead, led that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was his song, right? I mean, because like you, it with was the him and uh, I mean, it was him harmonizing. You ever with, hear the interview of him and Tom Morello talking about? Uh, no. I'm blanking. I'm blank. Who was the front man? Always wore the shades. Allison Chains, the front man. Oh, Lane Staley. Lane Staley. They were talking about Lane, and yeah. so they they brought up like the dude. He was not a guitar player, but he wrote the most popular riffs that we ever had in Allison Chains, like Angry Chair, and one or two others. Because like he. Just because he didn't have the technicality that they had, like he approached the guitar different and could come yeah. up with something. But those were Jerry Cantrell's songs and words. Yeah. And like you listen to an Allison Chain record, Jerry Cantrell is right behind Lane. Yes. And if you listen to the new guy, Jerry Cantrell is right behind him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've seen him live with the new guy. Yes. They don't really what, what need I, the What new I would have rather seen Lane Staley strung on heroin? Absolutely. Yeah. But the, the new guy's fine. I got a chance to see him before he died. Did you? Yes, I did. Um, 
Yeah, I got what was your favorite MTV Unplugged? Because for me, oh, it's, bet- it's between Nirvana and Alice in Chains. It's definitely um, Nirvana. Without the Nirvana, because I watched the Behind the Music or whatever on the MTV Unplugged. Um, everybody was, they thought that Nirvana was going to come out there and do all Nirvana songs. Mm-hmm. And Kurt gave them the list, said, here's what we're going to do. Everybody started brought out a down. cello player. Everybody started coming down on them going, no, we're not doing this, you know. And then next thing you know, they get out there like, okay, we'll agree to play, you know, mostly Nirvana songs. No, they get out there. The meat puppets come up there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's this total, I've got that DVD at the house. Oh, man. man, it's phenomenal. It's just, that is my favorite MTV Unplugged. And there was one, the very beginning, it may have been the first one, but it was Paul McCartney. That's a good one. And it was, and he did a bunch of bluegrass STP songs. had a good one, too. I don't remember that one. Well, maybe it's um, not that memorable. <laughs> but I remember I had the um, Paul McCartney um, cassette, and it had like Russian writing on it and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It was so good. <laughs> so those are my two favorites, yeah. So you were saying Alice in Chains? It would be between Alice in Chains and Nirvana for me. I think Nirvana is, is probably my favorite, but... Uh, I mean that was probably Nirvana's last live show, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't. It was shortly after that when Kurt would uh, do whatever happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever that is. Oh, yeah. And the Ten Thousand Maniacs was a good one too. Never seen it. That was where they came out with the "Because the Night," their cover of oh, was it that Patty Smith song? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was great. Well, brother, let's take a pause for the calls. All right, then. Running on time on the highway, running on time on the night. Looks like things going my way. This time, get it right, get it right. Black dog hanging in the backyard, fireworks in my hand. Good looking mama dancing, firing up the band. Smoking wheels are burning, leather to my leg Lying on window dancing, diamonds in my head Running on time on the highway, running on time on the night Looks like things going my way, this time get it right, get it right We did it right 